Hello there, D&D aficionados and good peoples of the role-playing pantheon. Welcome to... Part 2 A Crimson Nid podcast that will journey with four wayward adventurers into the heart of the Southlands, a land of mystery and adventure, where riches and dangers await those brave enough to cross the wild expanses. My name is Stacy, and my player and game master handle is Dagaba. The campaign setting is Southlands from Cobalt Press. We are using the D&D 5e rule set, and we game using Fantasy Grounds Virtual Tabletop. So, no more to be said. Let's just sit back, stay tuned, and enjoy. Would I recognize it as the item uh, that we uh, desire? considering they described it. It sounds like the description. Yeah, sounds like the description. Okay, okay. And Volan, looking at the rune, you can see that you can actually read that rune, and the rune reads Vril. So, um, I asked Clicker, uh, pocket that quickly. She looks around from the corner of her eyes, left, right, and quickly puts it away. Who's here? Bruce heard that you've found the stone. Bruce, when that candle was moving around, as Thorne was talking to Clicker about this, but as that candle was moving around, that bit of that sheen, how it seemed to move on the stone as the calendar, so as the calendar, as the cal- candle moved, that sheen also seemed to move. And to you as a dwarf, this is blows your mind. This is not what stone does. With the perception of one. Okay. I just assumed I didn't see anything. You didn't see anything when they put the candle up, when Clicker went and put it up on top. In the act of Volan, or Thorn moving the candle around to see and re-witness what he's seen, yes, then you would have seen passively. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm going over to, because I've heard, the, heard Clicker say she found the stone, and having seen a real stone before, I'm going over to... Have a look at it. Show me the stone. Pickle looks at Thorn, still not moving her head, just looking at him in the corner of her eye. After just pocketing the stone. There's almost an imperceptible fra- um, shaking of her head. <laughs> uh, give me your sleight of hand check, Clicker. Let's see how well you do with your... Probably not too well. Yep. Eight. (laughs) Bruce, you do catch as she seems to put something in her pocket. Yeah, so show me the the stone. Clicker puts all the stone from her pocket and just flashes it and puts (laughs) it away again. Yeah. There it is. I just want to have have a just if you could just hold it still and the inscription side up, that'd be good. She looks at Thorn again. Uh, listen, why do you need to know what it says? We've got what we need. We're going. Because I've seen one before, I know what they look like. I can tell you if it's the real thing or not. I saw the inscription. It said Vril. But I would like to see the stone again. Look at now pulls out the stone. Yeah, she's <laughs> munching on some scorpion. <laughs> Does the no, not the scorpion. <laughs> the 
if you're going to try to catch a scorpion, you'll have to do a survival. So, uh, I'm just munching in real life, so it's kind of giving <laughs> an explanation for that. But yeah, she pulls out the stone, turns the rune side up, and just holds it in her healthy hand. Yeah. And I look at the stone and confirm that it's a proper real stone. And then I look at the rock. The stone sphere, yeah. The stone sphere. Um, is she... Because I know what real stones do... Did she, does she, when she... You only know f from the stories of the people who told you when you've seen it. Yeah. You've never actually seen it in action. No, I've not seen it in action. But, but I have heard that real stones um, make things that are magical light up. They can do that kind of stuff. So when she takes the real stone out standing next to the stone sphere, does it, does it change? Is that... Do I see that connection? Or do I just see the stone fear? It just looks strange. What did you do with the stone when you pulled it out of your pocket, uh, Clicker? She just turned it with a rune upside. Are you asking Clicker something, Bruce? No, no, I'm asking you. When she when she took the, the real stone out of her pocket and turned it over in her hand. Where are you standing when you are next to her no no where is she standing when you've got this in your pocket where i am on the map directly next to the altar like a like an arm length arm's length of it away is it in your right side pocket are you is your left side closer to the stone because right now bruce you're mm -hmm. saying something and nothing has happened as far as you can see she pulled it out. She's held it in her pocket. She's not holding it up near the stone sphere or anything like this. She's just pulled it out of her pocket and showing you, and now you've seen the rune. And I didn't see anything happen. Okay, in that case, no. yeah, I've confirmed it is what it is. And then I'm just going to have a closer look at the, the round stone. You know, rub my hands across the top of it. It seems a bit bizarre. You can give me your stone cunning. You feel some wax. <laughs> Wax on, wax off. So you go up to this stone sphere, and I mean, it's a little bit odd for the rest of the people watching as this dwarf kind of comes up, two hands on this sphere, he puts his face up to it, his nose is right up against it, and he's, his face almost melding into this stone as he looks. I, I lick it, of course, because that's of course part you of what you do. Yeah, you lick and it. And it certainly yeah. doesn't taste like salt. No. <laughs> You are sure that you can see some mithril inside this stone. And there's some other metal inside there that has a reddish texture to it. And the silver of the mithril and the red, the reddish metal seem to move. This is just, from you as a dwarf, this should be impossible. This doesn't make any sense. Metals and stone don't move. Yeah. So, um, can I pick up the stone? You can give it a try. Cool. What would you like? Give me a strength or athletics check or something. Hmm. Fourteen. While Bruce is doing this, um, I look at Vol and I click it. Uh, well, we have what we came for. We're heading out now. This is real. And that is real. She points at where the cream has been put away. 
too. Do they have similar effects? I have no idea. She looks at Volan. The herbalist. <laughs> Volan. Volan shrugs. But if who has the cream right now? Uh, I picked it up. Okay. Yeah, Volan just shrugs. I have no idea. I have no experience with this. Can you give me some light, please? I'll pass the candle back to her. No, you need to hold it. I can't. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Yep. And she half half wiggles with her with her shoulder to indicate uh, I can't use this, and she immediately regrets it as uh, as she she caused and, uh, <laughs> and then clicks. Yep, shouldn't have moved moved that at all. She puts the stone away and she's going to try to uh, pull out one of the other devices that are in the altar. Okay, so Bruce is trying to detach the spear and you're trying to pull out one of the other things. Yep. Oh yeah, this is going to go really well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, That's for sure. Bruce, you try to lift. It's only two feet off the ground. You know, this isn't that big a foot around. So you get your arms underneath that, you know, you use your legs. I mean, dwarfs know you're picking stone. You use your legs. You don't use your back. You're not going to ruin your back. I mean, you, you're a smith. You know this shit. You get in there. This should be no problem. You try. You grunt and you groan as you try. It's not moving at all. I'm going to convey to the guys that there's something weird going on here and that there's mithril in the stone and there's the... the the dark metal, which is similar to the dark metal, I'm assuming that was flooding around outside in the in the lake, and dark. That's sorry. Dark metal. What dark metal? So you said it was a. It had it had mithril and the copper. Red. The red metal as well. Like the, the same the co the coins you have, you know, the four slots at that that the the and with the four slots at the top, you know. But I mean, that's me saying meta knowledge. I don't know you have those coins. No, you don't. I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> hang on a minute. We're going back to find out how many other... No, hang on, hang on, hang on. Have we got any other really neat coins? Oh, no, you have all those coins. Do we have what? Yeah, eight. You collected all the coins. You gave us the ones uh, outside of those four special coins. I've got eight of the special coins. How oh, many slots eight. were there in the top of this... Eight. ...this altar? Eight coins, eight slots. Wow. Suddenly, it dawns upon me because I've got a really good memory. Hey, guys, there's something really weird about this rock. Oh, and by the way, I've got eight coins made out of copper that'll fit into the slots on the top of the altar. What? I have copper coins as well. And she so, yanks on the device, trying to get it out. So how, how, how's the device go? Give me your strength check, Clicker as well as an intelligence check. Yeah, this is going to be really good. So I'm, I'm going to be inching strength? my way. I'm going to be inching my way to the exit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I'm going to actually ask for the real strength first. <laughs> Pure athletics or just strength? Strength or athletics, either uh, or. Sorry, the other way around. Whichever. Yeah. Whichever yeah. floats your boat. And then intelligence Five. as well. Nice. 
pure intelligence. Oh wow, you're rolling all these two. I mean, with Great the disadvantage, numbers. I've dropped a 16, 14, 14, 11, and instead I've rolled 7, 2, 2, and 2. Wow. It's a good thing, though, that I do allow things like passive insight and passive perception and whatnot, because it matters. You try to pull on this thing, and it is not budging. And as you're sitting there yanking on, on the top of the strap to pull this thing out, you recall that as you were placed your hands in there, you had felt the grooves of threads that went in a clockwise rotation as it went down. So she tries to turn the device rather than just pulling on it. And you can hear, as you start to turn it, you can hear the sound of metal scraping it is not a good sound. Bruce, you recognize that sound immediately as the sound of metal tearing from rust. He's cross-threading it. Stop. Wait. What? Just, Just stop. Stop. <laughs> You'll break it. That's okay. <laughs> no, we it's have not. what we want. <laughs> Are you sure you want to make this arcane device work again? Well, I'm curious to know what will happen if we can get it to work. And and my logic is that if I take the eight copper coins and take the lid off the jar and screw it in, it may release the the ball at the top. In which case, we get a, a, a lump of we mithril. All die. And, sorry? We all die. Well, I was thinking that I would do this and you guys could stand at the entrance to the to the altar and that way only one of us dies I don't want to waste the real stone on you so don't die <laughs> let's not challenge it I've seen much much worse Wait, we've got, but, but we've you, got the fruit. You, you don't, yeah. And I don't care. My mission to this whole area has been a pretty much a disaster so far. The chances of me coming back successfully with the answers that are required are about zero. Elm Twinkle helping me, about zero. Me getting out of this cave, about zero. So... so can I get the real yeah. stone off Clicker? I walk Shouldn't up to be Clicker. too hard. She's got a broken arm. Uh, uh, Clicker, uh, I I'd like to uh, return this uh, stone so that uh, we can move on. She pulls out the stone and then immediately keeps turning the device. Does she provide me the stone? Oh, okay. So I'll, I'll collect it and then I'll stand out outside. Ran for the door. <laughs> Waiting patiently. <laughs> I'll be out here somewhere. But she, she's she's very, very careful when she does this. Uh, like a locksmith does. Especially when they know that they're working with a rusted mechanism. She tries to listen to the metal scraping 
Does anything change? Is it is something really breaking or is something just scraping off the rust? What is happening in there? Well, you know that although Bruce has said to take the top off of that jar, you're pretty sure that you would need to insert the entire jar that it would fit into that slot like putting for example a battery and a flashlight. Mm-hmm. Oh. So as you start turning that more, I mean you can hear the metal binding, you can hear the rust tearing, and then you hear the sound of a crack and you're pretty pretty sure that's the sound of a crack in the glass of the of the device that you're turning. She stops. You know that without lubrication of some form, you're not getting that out. Mm-hmm. Do I recognize that this the the object will fit in the hole? Let me see here. Yeah, with passive perception of thirteen, yeah, you would. Hey, clicker, you can probably put the whole thing in in the hole. So why don't you put that in there? I know. She's not working on the device that we brought, by the way. She's turning one of the devices that was already inside, one of the 11. So she oh. she just nods it off, uh, and then... She's trying to turn one of the 11 counterclockwise to get it out. Yeah, she pulls out the potion of climbing, opens the <laughs> flask, and sees what what the what the makeup of this potion is is it is it like super liquid or could it work as a form of lubrication perhaps is it thick enough what a beautiful idea uh what does it say three layers colored brown silver and gray respectively uh separated layers you'll never get out of here if you use it to lubricate the thread Shaking the bottle fails to mix. No, with this, no. Because it's layered like that and shaking it will not allow them to mix together. Yeah, no, that's not going to work as a lubricant. Mm -hmm. And you would know that looking at that and through the, the potion, the potions glass, you would see that you, it wouldn't work. You're wise enough. We need oil or something. Vril cream. But no. Yeah. Why not? Maybe. Uh, but but why don't instead of trying to take one out, why don't you take the one that you've got and insert it into the altar? Because I don't want to. <laughs> we activate this device. The sphere is gonna fly around. It's gonna bash our heads in, and then we're just <laughs> dead. And the evil inside of me is released. The evil inside of you is released. When you die? What? I don't know. I know something is wrong. Something has to be wrong. Anyway, I need oil. Okay, you go find Does some it... oil. I'm going to stick my eight, my eight uh, coins in the top of the altar and see what happens. So I take out my eight coins, stick them in the top, top of the altar. I assume that by this stage that... Uh, Thorn has actually made it out of the cave. Sure, yeah. During all the antics that are going on, I imagine he's 
carefully watching from the sidelines. I'll be off the I corner imagine. looking around. I don't know what Volan's <laughs> doing. He's just standing there stoically. Volan's just kind of watching, arms crossed. He's just standing there stoically waiting for the world to explode. You place the eight coins. They fit perfectly. And as you place the last coin, you can hear a clicking noise as if something has engaged and there is the slightest bit of a spark that you hear that that noise of a a little bit of the lighting of a fuse is that what you're looking for (laughs) yeah okay hey clicker did you hear that yes run no i need oil and she goes uh, goes to her backpack again and uh, pulls out that that stone file, the black stone file, and Bruce bolts for the door, opens the stopper, and 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 waves the thing the thing over the thing for yeah. It is empty. The thing, the smell over. Okay, or odor. <laughs> Okay, so nothing is in there. Uh, she looks inside. She holds it upside down. Okay. You shake it for all it's worth. Nothing comes out. She... Seems to want to shrug her shoulders. And then yet again... Is this... Is this lubricant trying to turn the sphere? Or trying to get the thing out? of the slot. I want to see what the other devices look like. Mm. If they have discs, how many discs? Do they have anything else inside? I don't want to do this the wrong way if we do it. Volan just like kind of steps up, sticks his arm in, and try as a good old brute force method. <laughs> Can I like yank it out, re- grab onto one of the devices and yank him out, yank it out? So you're gonna spin it counterclockwise and just use more brute force than what Clicker has been able to, to put on. So give me your strength athletics check. You know what? This is a great time to call upon the ancients. I have a, uh, what's it called here? Something heritage. Spirit whispers. Uh, I will, I'd like to give myself advantage here. Okay. I can use this once per long rest. Sure. All right. So you grab onto, are you taking the same one that Clicker has or are you taking a different one? Uh, I'm gonna try the same one that Clicker has. All right. If, if she, can, can, I, can I predict what is gonna happen? Sure, go ahead. Okay. So Clicker looks looks at Volan, come closer, hold on to or reach out to the to the device and she says, "Oh, ow, ow, wait. Wait. This one is about to break. Take another one." Yeah, and she I points at one of the others below. Yeah, he does. He uh he looks like stops what he's about to do and then moves over to a different one. And Bruce takes off. <laughs> Bruce is yeah, gone. Bruce is really truly out of there. 
Okay. He's, he's, he's heard the flintlock fire up. He thinks that something's going to explode. I say, all right. The six foot six Volan kind of struts up there, squares his shoulders, grabs onto the sides of the top of this uh, device, and let's take a biology break. Mm-hmm. You know, I would have oil if there wasn't for fucking Bashir. I think if we're kind of going to be called Ocean's Three and a Quarters, it should be Bashir's Three and a Quarters. No, or it's just... o- Ocean's Three and Four Quarters. Okay. Who is who's the Four Quarters? Four Quarters? Or Four. <laughs> I loved it. I thought it was great. I thought that was so funny. Anyway, that's just me. Okay. So, six foot six, Volan struts up there, shoulders squared. He grabs onto this thing, and with a mighty heave counterclockwise, he turns this thing, and you hear the tearing and the cracking of the glass as he counterclockwise turns and yanks it out. And as you do so, electrical sparks jump across between all 12 or all 11 of the slots. And there is a jiggling of the stone sphere on top and a shock wave passes out. And I need you guys to give me everybody except for Thorn a strength saving throw. Come on, Clicker. You can do it. You can do it. 16 for Volan, 13 for Bruce. Strength saving throw? Yep. That's a three. That's another roll to two. That's the fourth roll two in a row. Holy shit. So the shockwave blows outwards, and, you know, Volan, you manage to hold steady. You've got a hold of this thing, and you kind of grab onto the altar, and you hold your place... Clicker, you get pushed back 10 feet and you fall on your butt. As does Bruce, who gets pushed back 10 feet and falls on his butt. As long as she doesn't fall on her... On her... Uh, broken arm. Shoulder, that's okay. Yeah, she, she just had a dislocated shoulder, not a broken arm. Uh, question, where did the candle go? Because Thorn had it. I probably still <laughs> have it. Okay, so we're doing this blind. So she couldn't Thorn have even warned Volan about uh, <laughs> about the the broken, almost broken device. Uh, so she didn't see anything. As you pull it out, the discs that are inside, some of them are still stuck. Others have remained inside. The briny substance that was inside the glass jar is dripping everywhere. There's no smell to the briny substance. Except for maybe Bruce, can you give me a stone cunning check? Oh, can. From all the way over there. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what are we talking about? What substance? So within the jar, when I explained the jar, I, I said you can see the discs inside the jar and they're inside a briny liquid. What jar? This jar. The device in Clicker's backpack? Yes. And now Volan pulled out one. So when he pulled out one and yanked, he mm-hmm. busted one and broke it. Mm-hmm. And as he pulled it out, some of those discs that are inside there remained in the top half. 
others remained in the bottom half and whatever the liquid that was inside that jar came leaking out everywhere and some sparks happened as that just before that shockwave burst out and then everything is quiet the stone sphere has settled in there and you don't notice much of anything else at that point bruce you are bloody close to falling over the ledge of that crevice but you're okay yep it's a long way down. Ah, it's broken. You broke it. Hmm. Well, it was worth a shot. Maybe we should leave the mechanisms to the locksmith, huh? You weren't getting anywhere. I just needed oil! Or some lubricant. We did not have lubricant. Anyway. I didn't want to use this anyway. It's fine. Did any of the discs fall on the floor? From the broken device? Yeah, from the broken device. You can see from where you are, the one that's held in Volan's hand, you can kind of see that there's a couple kind of tilted askew. Uh, nothing's fallen on the floor just yet. I'm going to go up to Volan and just ask him if I can have a look at one of the discs. See if I can figure out what it's made of. Oh yeah, Volan lets you, he gestures you towards the, towards the altar. I have a look at one of the discs. Okay, so you're you're reaching in and you're gonna grab one of the the discs. Yep. And take it out and look. Yep. Give me a. Give me a dexterity saving throw. A dexterity. You reach out and you grasp, and as soon as your fingers just touch the edge, as you're wanting to yank it out, as soon as you you know that feeling on your fingers, and you quickly pull your fingers back, that briny liquid is acidic. Oh. What? So, I will convey to the others, don't touch the liquid, it'll burn your fingers off. Yeah, no worries, I'm on my way out. And as she, as she says that, she's like really inching all her way back as to not stumble across anything. She just like tests the ground before she makes a step and then takes the step. And then yeah. again, tests the ground. Yeah. Slide the foot forward. Slow going. Can I? Can I see enough of one of the discs to know what it's made of? Yeah, you can give me another stone cutting check. Looking at it close, you you know that. Unless you could had your your tools to pull it out, some of your smithy tools so that you can really examine it. Yeah. Yeah, this is not just eyeballing it here in the dark where you just only see the different gray textures without any kind of light. It, it's not it's not working for you. Okay. I got nothing from that. Um, the stone that was on top of the you don't have any of your kits with you? I've got nothing with me. 
I left everything on the island. I only oh, came that's right. in with, you, you took it yeah. off and you... Yeah, just come in with an axe. I thought you kept your your funky bag with you. I mean, it's still no. equipped. It's on the island. Okay. Everything. I'm just standing here in the all together mm. with a an axe. And oh belt. yeah, it says you're wearing your a Smith hat. tools are they're with Fang. Yeah. And yeah, Smith tools are back with Fang. Um, while I'm here then, and given that the place didn't blow up, uh, knowing that these jars are full of acid that's going to kill us, and having just dawned on me exactly what they are. Um, I'm going to have another look at the, the stone ball on the top of the altar and see if it's released. You can't, um, in the dark, with just dark vision, you cannot see anything the way you could in the candlelight. Oh, no, can I, but I can try and pick up the stone ball again. Oh, yeah, go ahead, for sure. Yep. Give me your strength or athletics, whichever. Same as before, you get in the position and you heave. You can't pick it up. No going. You cannot pick it up. Okay, I'm done here. I'm just going to say I was, I'm done here. I think we'll go back. And I'm just going to wander back out to Thorn and say, yep, I'm done. Volan's got the... Who's got the real stone? Thorn's got the real stone. I do, yeah. Yeah, so I'm done, guys. I'd like to get the... Oh, did, I, did I throw something inside the party sheet for that? Uh, I just created an entry. Okay, I'll uh, throw what I have. I think you only threw in the real cream. R yeah, yeah. The real cream. The real, real cream. I think you are right. Let's get out of here. We got what we wanted. We have this weird device for whoever may know more about it. Probably not the Fey folk. And Thorn, you, like when you sit there and think about this Andaluvian, people talk about it. Just like in today's day and age, people talk about Atlantis and, you know, it's folklore. You know, there's no substance to it. There's nothing's been discovered. A few possibilities, and there's, you know, the fringe scientists that talk and stuff like this. And you, I mean, you've heard of that in some of the large libraries, like in Perbestet that you've been at, where people would discuss. And I mean, you just, I mean, it's just folklore, right? Nothing's ever been really factual. But you know, there, there are these fringe people, and, and uh, you've, you know, now that you've seen this stuff, I mean, you've even heard the word real, but it, it was just something that you just, yeah, this is just folklore. It probably wasn't my area of research anyway. No, yours was tied to a certain book. Yes. Okay. So unless they have had access to and or created it, then I probably wouldn't be super interested. So what are you guys going to do next? All right, so we're heading back. Slowly. And I'm just going to remind Thorn that he's got a real stone in his pocket. So just be careful what you do on the way back. So no handstands? I'm thinking more of don't try casting any spells. 
Well, I don't have any spell slots left, so it's going to be unlikely. <laughs> Good. Instead of having you guys just clicking your movements, are you just heading back out towards the exit? Mm-hmm. Yes. Or, like, are you going to stop at any other place here, or just... I'm going to stand to the right of that uh, that hole uh, and wait till Bruce walks past and push him in. That'd be better. <laughs> <laughs> this one? Uh, this is a little ledge here. This ledge drops down five feet. That's the uh, other entrance into the place, isn't it? Possibly. We we don't know. We don't. Know. We haven't done what's in that hole yet. I mean, I'd be going the way we came, so I wouldn't be using that. I'd be going the way we came in. Okay. So I'm just going to do this. I'm going to um, actually go to the edge of that hole because we haven't actually looked in there. Um, and have a look into the hole to see what's there. Alright. So, you being... Yeah, okay. How tall are you again? For four foot something. Five feet. Four and a half feet. Four and a half feet. Yeah, okay, so you can drop down there easily enough. So it's a five foot hole. The water is three feet down from the top of where the hole sits and yep. looking down I mean you can see the glow of lichen coming through there and in the water because the water is still really crystal clear in the cenote you can see there are bones lots of bones down there do I recognize the bones as to what they belong to? Are they the bones of the uh, abolith? You're standing at the edge of this. It's it's down that hole. So that's, for all intents and purposes, that's a well. You would need to actually go in to go and see. I don't have a rope. Um, the other guys on their way out, I'm just going to mention, I'm going to go and have a look in the hole and see if there's anything there. Do I get a response from anyone? completely ignored the sound of crickets they've all just walked straight past me out to the other end with that rousing round of support I go mm, okay and I join them outside <laughs> okay so to get back up that ledge I'm not, I'm not going to jump I'm only four and a half feet tall I'm not going to jump into a hole it's... yeah I need you to give me your athletics check to see if you can climb back up that ledge me? Yes. Which ledge? This ledge right here. Didn't I have to climb up that ledge to get in to get to the hole? No, you jumped down. Oh, I didn't know I had to jump down to get to the hole. This cave passage here, all this passage is going up and up and up and up. And it's five. And then once it gets up to here, then it starts to go back down and down. And How big down was it? Five foot. Five foot, so give me your athletics foot. check. You give it the college try, and you are not unable to pull yourself up. Guys. 
Guys! You see a tumbleweed roll along. Is there anyone out there? <laughs> Hello? Where's Bartholomew? Hello? I'm down here. I don't really know. Um, we should uh, head out. Maybe we'll see him um, at the uh, cenote. I think he's still inside. I just shrug my shoulders and start heading out. Don't <laughs> <laughs> go, go look. You can see in the dark. I'm uh, just slow. I put the candle out and put it away so it won't get wet. Volan, Volan will say, hold on. You can hear a, a loud sigh from Thorn. Hello? Is there anybody out there? Owen starts backtracking, and I assume I hear him. Hello. Yeah. When you get there, you can see he's standing there. The bar, the super dwarf barbarian. There's a look on his face. What does that look look like? The look of abandonment. No. It's the it's the furious anger at being abandoned inside a cave. And knowing full well that this is all part of Thorn's master plan. With your passive insight, you easily catch that, Volan. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll help him out. I don't know why you jumped in the hole. I just wanted to see what was inside the inside the well, full of skeletons and bones. Thanks for the hand. Hmm. Let's get out of here. Sounds like a plan. Hey, Clicker, in the meantime, you're very aware. Go ahead, sorry. Uh, I was going to say, Clicker in the meantime already started to walk into the water. She's slower than everybody else anyway, especially since she can only swim with one hand. And you are extremely aware that without aid, there's no way you're making it. Just as before. Mm. Yep, she stands uh, up to her hips in the water. I'm gonna need help. You uh, stick, uh, hold on to my legs, and I'll uh, try and drag her up. Okay. So with with you helping, it'll be fine. Clicker. Because he's going to need his legs, Clicker instead just takes out her rope and ties it around his waist and then uses that as support as she also uh, kicks the water to get along a little faster. Okay. So you guys manage to get yourself back out here. As you guys come splashing up out of the water, you hear... Do we hear yakety sax? No, you hear a voice echoing from up above. Master Thorn! Hello! Master Thorn! Are you down there? Clicker mimics Thorn's voice. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) 
with excellent. You're alive. Fantastic house. A little bit concerned at seeing that. I don't know what that is down there, but I was thought maybe. Do you need help? Uh, no. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And you see, as you say that, you hear the voice once more. Give me a minute, give me a minute. I was working on building a harness. One moment. And you can give me a perception check. Who, me or the, the real thorn? Here's the thing. Perception check to possibly see or whether or not you recognize the voice might be, I don't know. I rolled a 13. I was just wondering whether it's going to be me rolling or is it Clicker? Clicker doesn't even look up and she certainly doesn't know the person, I think. So. I think in terms of recognizing the voice, yeah, all of you guys could probably have okay. given a roll for that. Why am I even rolling? I mean, at least it's a natural it's age. Not a two. So it's, 11. it's not a yeah. two. For the first time in for five rolls. For clicker. None of us have a clue. Volan knows it. Yeah, Volan and Thorn, you recognize the voice. I mean, you you only met for an extremely short time. Volan is, is quite sure. Thorn, you're like quasi sure. The other guy's not a clue, although Bruce probably should know. It's it's Norbert, right? No, it's Ijnamuj. The redhead. Sean. The guy who gave me the note. The guy who gave you the note. Yeah. The guy who take the scorpion. Took, took the scorpion. <laughs> We're not here. <laughs> Go to the next cenote. <laughs> <laughs> we don't even like cenotes. <laughs> it probably takes about 15 minutes, but you see slowly a rope with a harness on the end of it being lowered down. Long rope, too. Long enough to go down the full 125 feet. And it does certainly have a climbing gear harness on it. Bruce is going to go and gather up all his stuff. Okay, then just re-equip it. I'm heavy. Let me go last. And she wiggles the backpack using her shoulders. And for the third time... I, um, so Thorne looks at um, Clicker. Uh, look, I insist you're uh, injured. You need to uh, go up first. She nods defeatedly. And for a moment, it looks like she's trying to get the backpack off her back. But then as soon as she looks at the strap that is over her, her, her shoulder, she just leaves it on and gets into the climbing gear harness as, as if it's possible at all without any without, without help you point. couldn't do it okay. with help but she, she's gonna look at Thorn expectedly expectingly expecting me to do what <laughs> help it get the, the backpack off she shakes her head and just she's standing in front of this harness but it's going to be very hard for her to even get inside all right i'll, I'll take my time and, and put the harness on check the straps okay. the good thing is if you go up first and fall we know that it's not ready yet she nods and you're and you're a bird so 
<laughs> you can float down. I'm gonna spread my wings. It takes time after getting inside the harness. It's not like in a minute. It takes a few minutes and whatnot. So in the time, you know, you can hear Ijnamuj is checking with you guys often to see. And he slowly manages to pull Clicker up. It does take probably close to 15, 20 minutes just to get her up. And are you guys just going to each come up one at a time? I have a question. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming it goes with dexterity, but do I have proficient in the skill Sonote jumping now? <laughs> <laughs> just before I technically could fall, you know, just want to make sure. You can put as a skill Sonote diving from 125 feet and give yourself mm-hmm. not proficiency, but you could uh, put yourself at half proficiency. Okay. That would be funny. Okay, so are you each riding up the in the harness or any of you guys using the potion of climbing and taking the the route that well I'm, I don't think Thorn pointed out to anybody. Has who went first? Clicker is now up and has joined with Ijnamuj. She's done it successfully. I'm going to take the uh, the easy route. Which is on the rope, my harness. Okay. So you're going up second? Yeah, well, unless Thorn wants to do something completely different. <laughs> I'm currently sitting on the island. I'm just waiting for you to shoot me with an arrow. <laughs> when Clicker no. arrives at the top, uh, she says to Ichnamuj, uh, Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> He looks at you for a long moment and he's just like, You're, um. Was that you? Thorn! Th- Master Thorn is down there, right? She points at her, at her chest. Thorn! And she says it in the exact same manner that she said it the first time. No. Absolutely. Look. Uh, my lady, bird folk. I don't know your name, but I know you are not Thorn. Do I look like an idiot? She's... She swings her fist like, damn it! (laughs) You look at him... Actually, hold on a second. I think I got a picture. One second. This is what he looks like. I'm expecting a leprechaun. <laughs> Since we already called him Sean. But he has a lot more jewels. So he actually has jewels all along his earlobe. The, the upper part of his earlobe down to the bottom part of his earlobe. I don't even know. The, the earlobe's the bottom part. I don't know what you call the top part. The cartilage part, whatever. The ear? <laughs> okay. Out of ear? <laughs> The top of the ear. So he's adorned with expensive jewelry. He's got tattoos. You see one that has this small flame tattoo on his neck. Um, And in his one eyebrow, he's got three piercings. And you can see that there is, he's got this uh, very finely wrought uh, gold chain that runs from one of his earrings up to one of the eyebrow rings. Really not the kind of stuff you should be wearing in a jungle. 
All right, so I guess we get all get up um, with his help, unless something odd happens. Yeah. So if you guys are all taking it up, yes, it, it would take it would take a good hour easily to get all of you guys up, and and you can see clicker that he's got himself he set up a a couple of levers with the rope so this is a, a a pretty long rope probably about 200 feet and he's got everything all set up he has like a climbing harness uh, the gear set up there with like the um those special things that you put on your boots to to help you climb and everything like this it was very clear to you that the way he set up the pulley system was that he was actually uh intending to be able to lower himself down when Thorn gets up, I assume I'll come up last. Yeah, okay. So when Thorn gets up, um, he looks at the, the, the moves and goes, Why, thank you, my... Um, I, I think I have met you before. Weren't you one of um, uh, the uh, person who uh, slipped me a, a, a note before? I think I, uh, it the uh, ink faded, unfortunately. Oh... That explains. Matt, I didn't know. I mean, it didn't make any sense to me. I th was sure that you weren't far ahead. Oh, thank goodness. So the ink faded. That, oh, that clears it up. I apologize. Uh, no, no worries. It's, I'm just happy to be here. I probably should apologize for following like I did, but... Well... And he kind of looks uh, oddly at the other three. I, 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 I turn to. Uh, sorry, I say. Well, uh, you weren't the first, <laughs> and I look meaningly, meaningfully at Bruce. Hmm. <laughs> I'm not sure I understand, but uh, right, something's going on. Okay, good, good. Um, is there anything I can do to help? Well. Um, I suspect we have uh, what we need and we're going to uh, head back to town unless someone else wants to do something silly like uh, spread acid around or something. It gives you this quizzical look like not catching your joke or if you're joking. Right, uh, heading back to uh, Elm Twinkle's court you mean, yes. I know where the water is deep now. I could go for another jump. <laughs> Thorne just shakes his head. <laughs> you jump in there. We're not coming in after you. We are injured. Do you have any healing ointment? Uh, well, no, unfortunately. Um, I do not. Uh, sorry about that. I probably would be a wise thing to have uh, but look I mean it is uh, the middle of the day uh, heading out now is going to be uh, uh, and it's hot as hell I mean I wouldn't mind if we just kind of sat in the shade for a bit what is hell Thorne just shrugs his, shrugs his shoulders don't you guys want to get back and dig up your mate? Yes, but what is hell? Well, I thought you only had three days. We've been banging around out here for two. Is, is this Bruce or Norbert speaking? 
This is Bruce. <laughs> what, what are you talking about? Three days? Is it friend? No! What is hell? Oh, well, what do you mean? You, you, you don't know what hell is? This is Ivan, I'm 28, and I'm the community manager of Hammerdog Games. And I'm going to be playing Clicker, a Ravenfolk locksmith. Hello, my name is Atua, and I will be playing Thorn of the Tiefling Bard. Hi, my name's Mick, and I'll be playing Bruce, or Bert, or Bob, Bongo, Bingo, Barabbas, Bartholomew, Barry, Bernard. Hi, my name is Ryan, also known as Unlucky Geek on Mixer. I'll be playing the Trollkin Warlock named Valen. And then there is me. I am Dagaba, and you're listening to a Crimson Nib podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Crimson Nib or at Facebook.com slash Crimson Nib. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please rate and review me on Google Podcasts, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. So until next time, good people, adieu. Mm-hmm.